Welcome to the Northbrook United Methodist Church podcast. We are a congregation in Roswell, Georgia, seeking to encounter God, love each other, and serve our community. And we're seeking to do all of that together. Welcome back to the Northbrook podcast. I'm sitting here with the fearless leader, <laughs> Lori Muller. Hey, everybody. Um, Lori, tell us, it is, it's Monday, March 30th. Tell us what we just did for the last two hours. We had a very incredible two hours in the parking lot of Northbrook United Methodist Church. Uh, we had 15 people who came staggered, that was nice, through the parking lot, and several of us were holding signs of love and support, and um, windows were rolled down, distance was kept, um, and we had prayer, and we just laughed and celebrated with each other, just actually being able to see one another's faces. Um, I think that the staff probably got as much out of it as the people who came. Yeah, it was super great just to see faces, to see families, yeah. and chat for a minute. To basically say the same thing, yeah, we've been inside for forever, yeah. we're just waiting this thing out too, but being able to connect on that was super helpful to oh, know yeah. that you're not alone. Yeah, and several people said that, reminded me of people who are shut in and um, are really lonely, and uh, so phone calls are so important, and uh, human connection, boy, we never knew how important it was. It was, uh, it was certainly a great experience. I want to take a second to back up. Because uh, we are in the season of Lent, and I want to back up because it was about the end of February, right? Mm-hmm. Beginning of March, that Lent began. Uh, we had Ash Wednesday. Yes. Ash Wednesday focused a lot on just our humanity, yeah. our mortality, um, and how short life is. So how, looking at where we are as a country, where we are as, uh, in the world, how, what does Ash Wednesday mean now? I mean, what does it mean to celebrate Lent now with all of this happening? Yeah. What does it look like? Uh, what does it mean to you to be in the season of Lent after Ash Wednesday when the coronavirus yeah. is happening? Somebody posted, um, this is the Lentiest Lent I've ever Lented. I thought that was pretty brilliant. Um, I'm not sure we've ever understood the, um, the true meaning and impact of our own mortality um, as much as we have now. Uh, and so it, it makes it's going to make Easter, whenever we do get to celebrate Easter together, it's going to make it just incredible. It's like the first Easter after I lost my brother. I just had no idea how important resurrection was until I had experienced that deep loss. And I think that we will feel that way as a church, but also as a country. I think the whole world actually is going to feel resurrection in a new and powerful way um, like never before. Hmm. The Lentius Lent. That's good. That's so That's good. good stuff. Um, but it really, it really is. And a big part of Lent um, and realizing our mortality is le- leading to repentance. And when mm-hmm. you aren't with people, yeah. when you're able to sit with yourself for long periods of time, I find myself thinking on the things that I need to repent yes. of and the, the people I need to reach out to and the things I've done. You find yourself, uh, I'm spending a lot of me time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Almost too much. Yeah. I um, but I think about I, too, think about the importance of that resurrection, like how much that forgiveness and that mercy and yeah. that new life mean yeah. after this period. Right. It's essential. It's essential to living. But so often I think we try to live without it and we don't feel fulfilled or close to God or even um, spiritual in any way because we've skipped that step hmm. um, so easily. Absolutely. And and having just 
I'm thinking back now just to what we d- did with the community, trying to recreate senses of community by having drive-through prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, talk a little bit about what we did this past Sunday, yesterday, mm-hmm. March 29th. Talk about the narrative of light and why you did it that way. So uh, I knew our theme was going to be light because that was the chapter that um, we were setting with Adam Hamilton's um, book. But it made me think about how light has been present from the very beginning and in the narrative of who we are as people, as God's children. And so I just kind of sat with all the different scripture passages um, from Genesis all the way to Revelation, really, that mention God's light and what God's light meant for people and that it was a not only a guiding force, but it was a comforting presence and a transforming presence for people. Um, And so I decided, instead of preaching the whole sermon, that I would just divide it up into a narrative. And then we came up with the idea with the the candle passing, which was pretty awesome. It worked beautifully. Um, And so I think it tied us, I think it gave a semblance of that we are all together, even though that was, we're all filmed in individual spots and places. And so I know we had fun doing it and had fun putting it together. And I think that people enjoyed seeing one another more than just seeing me like seeing each other because we're the church i'm not the church um we are together so yeah and for those that didn't see it you can go to northbrookumc.com and check out online worship and see it but you will see um different staff and lay people different members and even children Mm -hmm. uh, from one scene to the next are passing a light and it feels seamless it feels like we're in a room together and i felt like that was so so important to communicate that we're still together yeah that we're still um, uh, a community. This Sunday on the 5th, we are celebrating communion in a different way. Yes. Can you talk about what yes. that looks like and why we're doing that? Yeah. So I think it's important. We always have communion on the first Sunday of the month. Um, and so this will be our first time to not be together for a communion Sunday. So we will also have communion on Thursday following, um, for our Monday Thursday service. So this will be new. Um, the Bishop sort of gave, um, sort of the permission, if you will, for us to to do communion in this manner. Um, normally, it's you need to be present, so it's because it's communion, you're together, but um, certainly we are together, and that's what's important. So I'm asking everyone to be prepared with their own communion elements, um, whatever that may be, uh, so that we'll have a blessing together, and then I'll take communion together, and I, I expect it'll be a pretty um, awesome experience, even though I have no idea how that will play itself out. No, I think... I. I agree, and I think it's important that we do it together. Yeah, I agree. Um, we've never done it like this before, right. but I, I think we need to. Yeah. Um, a little bit of a different question. Um, a couple different things I want to just talk about real quickly, and then we'll be done. But uh, some people have been sending me messages, and I think there's posts on Facebook and different social media about how this might be the end of the world. Mm. There are different like King's passages or Revelation passages yeah. that people will cite when things like this happen, Yikes. Yeah. Um, like pandemics and epidemics and things like this. So yeah. what do you say uh, to things like that <laughs> when those cross your path? I should say, I don't know, Andrew, what do I say? <laughs> I don't <laughs> but want I to answer it. <laughs> well, I, I think that every generation has an experience. I mean, when 9-11 happened, it's, yeah. we... I remember thinking I'm about to have this baby and I'm never going to meet her. Like I really actually thought this was, this was world war that everybody was expecting. So I think every generation has had some moment of questioning. And I think it's important for us to question, I mean, to be able to say, look, everything's temporary. 
And um, and what we have, the only thing that we have that's constant is God's love and the unfailing presence of Christ. And so it's pretty important for us to question what means to what, what gives us stability and what gives us meaning. And so I think every generation, when you have that opportunity, you grow stronger, um, not only in your faith, but you grow stronger in your love for one another because you really realize how fragile life is. Yeah, everything is temporary. And that gets back to Ash Wednesday, yeah. having been through the everything is temporary service and then we face this together, yeah. the reality. Yeah, the timing's weird. It's funny that it's all played itself out during the season of Lent, for sure. Two more questions. Uh, I just want to ask, you talked about the worries that you had with an event like 9-11, but what kind of concerns do you think about? What kind of keeps you up as we face this together? What what things um, make you think? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I've had quite a bit of anxiety um, several nights just wondering, um, what does church look like? What do, what do we look like as a community? Um, the, everything we, we had everything planned out for 2020, which is the first time in 20 plus years of marriage that I have uh, marriage. Well, 20 plus years of marriage and serving the church that I have had the entire year planned out. And I think that is so funny that this is the year that all that's kind of had to be thrown out. So, um, but uh, I think I've had some anxiety about, well, we don't know when we're coming back and we don't know how to plan for that. And um, am I doing my job? Am I doing what's needed to be done? I question that quite a bit. Um, health, when will, when, if or when someone in our own church comes down with this virus, how will we respond? How can I be in pastoral care with someone who's who's hurting um, and sick and scared and uh, lonely? Um, so I think all those things create quite a bit of anxiety. Um, yeah. I know my clergy friends are all feeling it financially. What will it mean for the church? What does it mean when your congregation have people who've lost their jobs and closed businesses? I mean, it's a different day. We will come out of this a different people. Yeah. And then lastly, I mean, we've talked about our concerns, but then we've always got to be people who point to hope. Yes. And we're going to be experiencing hope in a different way Mm -hmm. this year. We've got Palm Sunday, next Sunday, and then Easter, uh, which is traditionally in my opinion, kind of the biggest day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, And so what kinds of things are we thinking about at Northbrook in in relation to Palm Sunday and Easter Sunday and how we're going to do that? Yeah, well, that's a a good question because we have been meeting and talking through that. Um, So Palm Sunday, we're going to try to include palms as best we can with different videos and images of um, children um, especially, but people of all ages, um, because it was a celebratory time. People didn't really understand what they were celebrating, and people didn't even really understand um, that they would change even after the celebration had happened. Um, And so, and we have a kind of a rare opportunity during Holy Week to be more present and focused because um, y'all are a captive audience. Um, the church people are captive audience, and so um, so I'm hoping to really take advantage of this time for us to to grow and to really revisit the whole story from um, from when he came in on the donkey and the hosanna and the highest all the way through what happened. Um, so yeah, I think intentionally planning to tell the story will be more available to us than it's ever been before. Yeah, um, and last. Uh... What do you want to say to the people of Northbrook and the people of Roswell as we continue through this? Uh, I think we've extended our stay in your homes (laughs) till April 30th now. Um, So what kind of things do you want to encourage to say to our friends and family? Yeah, I think uh, 
one thing for me, I've tried to tell myself is, hey, take advantage of the time that you've been given and, and allow this, allow God to work through this time to, to make me stronger, uh, more available to God's voice. Uh, and so I think more than anything, I would just say, let's just take advantage of the time that we've been given and see it as a blessing um, and to pray more because you have more time to do it and to create more of a discipline in your own life. Uh, you don't have to be perfect. Um, I love the memes that have come out that you don't have to be perfect during the quarantine. Um, but what can you do? Um, how is God asking you to use this time to grow? I think that's what I would say. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, a reminder that we every week we have five things that you can do coming out on yeah. social media and in our mid- midweek moment. Um, we are constantly trying to produce content material that we think is helpful. Yeah. And then every Friday, it seems like now, we are posting the bloopers from recording (laughs) our service the week before. You're welcome, by the way, (laughs) Um, (laughs) for being that inept. (laughs) There are a a fair amount, but they're always fun, and we always have fun together trying to do this in a new way. Yeah. Um, So thank you, Northbrook. Thanks for listening. Thanks to everybody uh, who's tuning in, and we will be producing one of these every week. So look out uh, for the next one. Again, we love you. We miss you. And we'll maybe see you soon. Yeah. Love you. Bye-bye.